Hi, I'm Dr. Barbara Byers, and today I want to talk to you about awe and wonder. And I hope God will expand your sense of wonder and awe as I talk about it. So what is awe? Well, it's a sense of admiration, astonishment, amazement, and wonder when we encounter something vast and grand, or even when we encounter something small and unexpected and astonishing. As we engage with it, we're changed by it. Our emotions engage, our thoughts engage, and our pause when we encounter something opens us up to its delight and its beauty, and our soul can be filled with wonder. I don't know if you've thought about awe and wonder very much. Um, this morning, I had an unexpected moment of awe. I went to have my devotions time, and as I sat down, I reached back and opened the shutters behind me. And uh, between my window and the flowering bush that was there, a trumpet vine had grown up, unbeknownst to me, and it had the most delicate coral flowers on it. I just was awestruck for a moment. It just that tender beauty. And it drew me to the Lord. And it made me think in Colossians where uh, Paul wrote that he made all things and all things hold together because of him. And it was just this little, little gift this morning of beauty to awaken me to the Lord. And I just stood there for a few minutes and, and just enjoyed its delicate beauty and the drench of color, and my soul felt uplifted. And um, um, when we think of awe, awe is a very powerful emotion. Dr. Jonah Pequette said it is a transformative, crucial emotional state and it challenges our thinking. So it has two interconnected ingredients. One is we encounter something wondrous, like I did briefly this morning. But the other is that it has a transcendence to it. It has an otherworldliness to it. It's unexpected, it's beautiful, it's, it's awe-inspiring, and it's something that we respond to, and we can actually be changed by it. In fact, often, when um, astronauts go up into space, they are so awed that they come home changed, not just in a moment, but they sometimes begin to change things about their lives and their spirituality. Edgar Mitchell, who was an Apollo 14 astronaut, said, something happens to you out there. He was awestruck. Uh, it has an effect uh, in our body and it has an effect in our brain. So we know that negative emotions increase the inflammation in our body and positive emotions decrease the inflammation in our body. What you may not know is that by far the emotion that has the greatest ability to decrease the inflammation in our body is awe. It's awe. So we can cultivate awe we can do things that help us cultivate awe. Um, we can um, go for walks in nature and pause 
and really look intentionally at things. We can go to art museums and look at art. We can worship the Lord and worship with others, and it increases our awe. It just does wonderful things, and it's very much akin to gratitude. In fact, gratitude opens us up to more awe. John Milton, who wrote Paradise Lost, said, Gratitude bestows reverence, allowing us to encounter everyday epiphanies, those transcendent moments of awe that change us forever and change how we experience life and the world. Awe changes us. Um, it helps us reduce stress. It helps us make greater social bondings. It improves our mood. It connects us with deeper values and deeper realities because it is transcendent. It just gives us something so rich. So particularly in nature, we can be awed. I'm, I'm sitting here in my office and I can look up over the camera and see these wonderful oak trees. And they often just capture me. I, I just love trees and I love nature. And there's something awing about them that uh, every time I looked, they've changed a little. Every time I look, they're still there and they're still beautiful. George Washington Carver said, I love to think of nature as an unlimited broadcasting station through which God speaks to us every hour if we'll only tune in. If we'll only tune in. You know, sometimes I will go just take the scenic drive if I have time. Sometimes I'll stop and just look at something delicate like a flower, but particularly a sunset or a sunrise. Jesus said, uh, in Matthew 6, consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They're arrayed in such beauty. Stop and consider. Beauty takes us beyond ourselves. Jonathan Edwards said, it is the physical world that opens our senses where we see God's glory in time and space. And that's what really awes us. We may not even have a word for it, but it's God's glory that we're intuiting, sensing, seeing. He goes on, it is more hid and requires a more discerning feeling mind to perceive it. But if we exercise that feeling mind, we discern a love and delight in flowers and bespangled meadows. We perceive rejoicing in the trees and the fields and a majesty in the thunder. I think I see my oak trees rejoicing. Uh, in awe, we find the extraordinary sometimes in the ordinary. We see the goodness around us. We have awe for life's gifts. We can dwell on beauty in the present moment. We find awe and we just linger. Henry Miller said, The moment one gives close attention to anything, even a blade of grass, it becomes a mysterious, awesome, indescribably magnificent world in itself, like my little trumpet flower this morning. Besides nature, besides art, we can actually relive beautiful moments in our memory that were awe-inspiring for us. Um, we can have all through social connections, being in love, falling in love, being in love is awe-inspiring, sharing stories with one another, being in a group of people, being in worship with others, they can all be awe-inspiring. 
Someone said, the greater the art's beauty, the greater the sense of yearning it evokes. And awe can help us transcend suffering. Viktor Frankl was a Jewish psychotherapist from Austria, and he was arrested and put in a concentration camp during World War II and later wrote a wonderful little book called Man's Search for Meaning. And he talks about moments of awe at sunset and so on. And twice he uses the word glowing. So just, just listen to this that he wrote. Under their influence, he means the influence of, of beauty and nature, the prisoner sometimes even forgot his own frightful circumstances. If someone had seen our faces on the journey from Auschwitz to a Bavarian camp, as we beheld the mountains of Salzburg with their summits glowing in the sunset through the little barred windows of the prison carriage, we were carried away by nature's beauty. Awe took them out of that horrible um, little rail that they were in, that little railroad car, and took them somewhere else in their heart. Then he said later, one evening when we were already resting on the floor of our hut, dead tired, soup bowls in our hand, a fellow prisoner rushed in and asked us to run out to the assembly grounds and see the wonderful sunset. Standing outside, we saw sinister clouds glowing in the west and with the whole sky alive, with clouds of ever-changing shapes and colors from steel blue to blood red. After minutes of moving silence, one prisoner said to another, how beautiful the world could be. Our greatest awe is the awe of God, the wonder of the cross. And Hebrews 12.28 says, Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that can't be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe. Awe is part of our worship because we're responding to the greatness and the goodness and the beauty of our Father. C.S. Lewis in The Weight of Glory wrote, when God is our Holy Father, sovereignty, holiness, omniscience, and immutability do not terrify us. They leave us full of awe and gratitude. Luke 5.27, when Jesus came on the scene, and my goodness, how awe-inspiring does John 1 start? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God. Everyone, it says in Luke 5, everyone was amazed and gave praise to God. They were filled with awe and said, we have seen remarkable things today. That's probably an understatement. Acts 2.43, also in the book of Acts, where so many miracles were happening, says everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. Can you imagine living in that time and seeing that? And who could but be awed by revelation? The wheels, the king on the horse, the amazing things that happen in the last days. When I was building my home eight years ago, I designed it and I was walking through uh, as the framers were uh, framing and 
I stood in the kitchen and I realized in this one short wall where I had an upper cabinet, I could put a window in instead and see to the east. And I didn't have very many windows to the east and I thought that would be a really great idea. And so builders just love people who make changes, you know, as the house is being framed. But I did, and I'm so glad I did. I have a big window in the kitchen to the east. And I get up in the morning and make a cup of hot tea. And often I'm able to just glance through that window and see the sunrise. And it is transcendent. It is beautiful. And I just stand there for a while in wonder. And my heart just starts worshiping because the God of all creation made a whole new sunrise. It didn't look like it looked the day before. So beautiful, so awe-inspiring. And it elevates us. And uh, Psalm 65, 8 says, The whole earth is filled with awe at your wonders. When morning dawns, when evening fades, you call forth songs of joy. It's, it calls forth joy in me when I see that sunrise. It lifts me up. Back in um, 2014, I was in Germany, and I was staying in a, a little city on a hill, and um, I would go out, and it was a walled city. The, the stone wall was short, and I would look over the wall outside my hotel, and there was the most beautiful white horse way down in this valley. There was a stone church. Uh, the fields were so verdant. The trees were so beautiful, and I would always look for that horse. And uh, one day, the horse wasn't there. And I said, oh, Lord, I'd just really like to see that horse. Could it come on, you know, peeking out from wherever it's hiding? And I heard the Lord say, not in this life. You won't see it again. And I had this sudden intuition. Uh, it's, it's very difficult to explain. I just had a sudden intuition of heaven that whatever I needed of beauty, if I needed to see that horse again, uh, that would be there someday. It was, I was awestruck by that. You know, Jacob had this dream, and uh, afterwards he said, surely the Lord is in this place. How awesome is this place? He was awestruck by God. We are created for awe. It's part of our creation, and the Lord loves to surprise us, and we can stop and be intentional when he does and thank him. May our eyes be open, may our hearts stay open to the wonders of his beauty. Thanks for joining me today.